ASN and the FDA have announced a new partnership. The Kidney Health Initiative, or KEY, will advance scientific understanding of the patient's safety and treatment implications of medical products. KEY creates a collaborative environment for all stakeholders in the kidney community. It will foster development of therapies for diseases that affect the kidney and the quality of life of millions of people in the U.S. and the rest of the world. In this episode of the Kidney News Podcast, ASN President Ronald Falk and Executive Director Todd Ibrahim discuss how the Kidney Health Initiative will provide a forum for scientific collaboration, dialogue with patient groups and others concerned about kidney health, intellectual partnerships, and public opportunities to encourage exchange about potential advances in treatment. Dr. Falk, what is the Kidney Health Initiative? The Kidney Health Initiative is a wonderfully innovative new platform where the American Society of Nephrology, the Food and Drug Administration, industry and patient support groups all can gather together on a regular basis to improve the health of patients with kidney disease by permitting industry a much more facile path to getting their drugs, devices, and biologics approved through the Food and Drug Administration. It's a really important step of bonding the Food and Drug Administration, the ASN, and industry together. And patients? Patients must be part of this process in every step of the way. They are, of course, the end user. The way will eventually know whether or not this whole process works is if patient lives are made better, if we restore the health of those we serve. So patients must participate in this process at the very get-go. Why did ASN partner with FDA to establish the Kidney Health Initiative? ASN has copied to a certain extent what the cardiology community has already done. The cardiology community has partnered with the Food and Drug Administration and industry and has really permitted that community to accelerate the process of getting drugs and devices approved to help their patients uh, in the in the cardiac world. We too want to do the same thing for patients with kidney disease. There are so few drugs that have been approved for kidney indications in the last decade. You can count them probably on, on two hands, less than two hands. That's an abysmal record. How can we as a community make it so much easier for the possibility of a number of drugs to be available for kidney patients of all kinds? And we as a society had to and have now taken the step of working together with the Food and Drug Administration, industry, and patient support groups in order to be able to make that process of drug approval much more facile in our space than it has ever been before. Why did ASN and FDA decide to have the Kidney Health Initiative address all four elements of medical products, drugs, devices, biologics, and food safety? Because for us as kidney doctors, we deal with every part of what the FDA deals with. We deal with drugs. We deal in dialysis and interventional nephrology with devices. We deal with biologics, especially in the transplant community and the therapy of patients with autoimmune disease. And if we don't get involved with nutritional labeling 
food safety will not be able to prevent kidney disease. We must start thinking about the amount of sugar in food, the amount of salt in food, but those are issues that other groups have been worried about as well. But we as the kidney community are worried, for example, how much phosphorus is there in a bottle of water? Why isn't there a label that tells us that so that our patients in whom we're constantly telling them don't eat phosphorus in your diet and then go get a bottle of water that may have just as much phosphorus, we have to participate in nutritional labeling. It's absolutely important for us to prevent uh, the consequences of kidney damage. So within the broad kidney community, what are some projects that you hope the Kidney Health Initiative will attempt to address? What is the best outcome variable for drugs that would be used for early onset diabetic nephropathy? What are the best outcome measurable measures that would be available for patients with chronic kidney disease? How should we best help the device industry who are constantly concerned appropriately about recalls? How can we make sure that those recalls have the same kind of standards across the country? How can we really change nutritional labeling so that patients with chronic kidney disease have the best information when they go to the grocery store to pick the foods that help them the most and hurt them the least. Someone once said that life is a conflict of interest. For the Kidney Health Initiative to be successful, it's going to have to manage conflicts of interest. How would you like to see that work? There has been, as a consequence of the appropriate worry about conflict of interest, a divide between academia and industry. And to a certain extent, that divide was a consequence of inappropriate behavior, quite frankly, on the part of both industry and academia. Now, there's a very new approach to being able to work with industry and academia, not necessarily on the basis of, of a specific drug, but rather in the general field of how can we get a specific class of drug into a broad patient community with patient advocates sitting at that same table. It is, in fact, on the Kidney Health Platform that the possibility of conflict of interest is probably the best managed industry, academia, FDA, patient groups all there at the same time worrying how best to help the entire community and most importantly, the end user, the patient. Conflict of interest in that circumstance, I hope, is managed much more efficiently than it has been in the past. You mentioned the Cardiac Safety and Research Consortium. They've been very transparent, open, and public about the processes, about conflicts of interest, about all elements of their activities. Do you anticipate that Key will have a similar structure? It has to. The transparency of this process is absolutely required, and it needs to be managed in such a way that any individual can go onto our website once it's developed and understand exactly who are the members, what is the outcome of any specific group or working group that is participating in a specific endeavor. There needs to be the development of guidance documents that really are white papers published in uh, peer-reviewed journals. There needs to be absolute openness and transparency at every step of this initiative. ASN is an international society. 
approximately 50% of the participants of Kidney Week come from outside the United States. The Food and Drug Administration is a regulatory body in the U.S. How will the Kidney Health Initiative extend beyond the borders of this country? That's a fantastically interesting question. There are analogs to the Food and Drug Administration in Europe and Canada and Japan, for example. And I hope that over the course of time, we include as members the Food and Drug Administration analogs in Europe, the EMA, the Canadian analog, and of course, the broad population in Asia each have their own food and drug analogs, and we need to include them as we go along so that the process that is unfolding in the United States is one that can happen simultaneously in the in other populations and, quite frankly, so that drugs that are approved in the United States have a very similar path in Europe or in Japan or Canada, for example. That's an ambitious goal, but it's an excellent way to judge the success of this program. How else in three, five, seven years will you judge if the Kidney Health Initiative has been successful? This process needs to be incremental rather than immediately transformative. Of course, we'd all like this platform, the Kidney Health Initiative, to transform the entire way we deal with drugs, devices, biologics, and food products. But it more than likely will best be measured in increments. And it's those increments that we need to be able to enumerate. So the number of guidance documents that help a specific area that will be one very tangible way that we'll be able to measure how well we're doing early on. The number of clinical trials that have now been permitted because industry is much more facile at entering uh, the kidney space and helping kidney patients, that will be eventually a very good marker. But then there are a number of intangible benefits that are going to be harder to enumerate, but are more than likely just as real if, in fact, this consortium, members of industry, the Food and Drug Administration, the ASN and academia and patients really end up working together on a regular and iterative basis. That should forge a much better and broader bond in a community that at times has had disparate goals and, and objectives. So the ability to on a very ongoing basis to work together to forge new bonds and new relations is something that will be the not as tangible outcome of this process, but maybe just as important as the number of white papers. Dr. Falk, thank you for joining us for today's discussion. Todd Ibrahim, thank you very much for having me. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. The information in this podcast should not be used during a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified health care provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.